0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Sweet Buzz. How is it going guys? I think it's Friday. Oof, today is before the end of the year. Well, I'm officially exhausted. I am going tomorrow to Malta. I'm gonna spend two weeks on the beach. Reflecting and everything, but it's been a long year. (laughs) And yeah, since I'm not gonna see you for till the next year. So Happy New Year, Merry Christmas, regardless which one. Uh, Happy holidays. And that's all the festivities I can think of. (laughs) Hey, guys. Dan Shadimkov here. And you're listening to Sweet Buzz, scaling a digital B2B business. For all the entrepreneurs, business owners, and CEOs, this is your moment to radiate positive energy. Because if I can do it, so can you. In this podcast, I'm sharing my thoughts, opinions, and everyday experience in the business world. But I'm letting you glance into my personal life, too. So stay tuned because this episode may be the epiphany that you're looking for. No, but seriously, today uh, I spent some time writing out my reflections and what I managed to achieve in 2023 and also my plans for 2024. And I really think that every single one of you should do the same. Is like, you know, day to day, month to month, we are busy, busy, busy. But at the end of the year, it's like, are we busy to finish things? Or we were just busy, you know, doing operational stuff. And yeah, this is for entrepreneurs. This is for founders. This is for salespeople. This is for everybody. You need to reflect on 2023. So... I really wanted to to share a few things that happened significant in my life and in Bisbee and actually around me, but it was a roller coaster. If I had to say, how was it 2023? A roller coaster. Uh, There were so many ups that I was so excited. There were so many downs that I was so scared, but that's life actually, right? So within these 12 months, I'll start probably from from Bisbee angle is that I, uh, I promoted a CEO in the company. It was a scary step for me because, yeah, I mean, I've run BSB for seven years and just giving it to someone else, it was scary. Luckily, Natasha, she's with BSB for more than five years. She started as an intern, grew to a business analyst, SDR. So, operationally, she knew a lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. And when it came to whether to who's going to actually replace me, well, she had more experience operational than me. So when it comes to client experiences, like when we say we had recently a new client in cybersecurity, she's like, yeah, well, we handled three cybersecurity clients before. So in this, this is what we did. This is what worked. This is that what didn't. Stuff that I don't know. So I think that that was one of the scariest things that I had to do in 2023 is just putting the CEO. Uh, It was also one of the smartest things because... The second I stepped away operationally from BSB, I was free. I was actually able to strategize. I was able to, to just think for a whole day on how to solve one problem rather than turning off fires. And you need an operational person in any company. Like employees are happy, employees are unhappy. Clients are happy, clients are unhappy. Uh, recruitment, employees are living, clients are living. Uh, there are follow-up activities, second call, third call. I'm glad that Natasha actually took over that because I've realized that that is taking majority of my time. And at the beginning, it was scary even because you wake up and you don't have an agenda. And I was like, so what I'm supposed to do now? I mean, what I'm going to do with myself? And the the immediate thing that I did is I killed my calendar link. I was like, no longer can a person come to my calendar and book themselves a call. Is like, no, I don't accept calls on days. I just give me your agenda, give me your calendar. I will look at it, I'll choose a time and I'll just book it. So that was scary because just moving away from the CEO role and we have announced it on the social media and everything, but it was scary because as much as I want, it is something that it's a big decision for an entrepreneur. I mean, when you build something from scratch, it's kind of hard to move away. But believe me, as much as it's scary, you have to do it because it is the only way how you can continue growing. And as I got rid, as I moved away from the operations, uh, I was able to focus on building new services, and that was something pretty good that we did in this in the last twenty in twenty twenty three. So we've introduced the upwork. Upwork as a sales channel. I mean, I didn't introduce upwork, but I actually started offering a freelancing outreach to agencies. So there are a lot of digital agencies, marketing agencies, consultancies, that they were trying to reach out on LinkedIn. And I was like, well, you know what? Upwork is also a nice sales channel. Why don't we start utilizing that one? And we've started like mid year, I cannot say exact numbers, but at least 30 to 50,000 euros were generated just from, from Upwork, something that did not exist as a service before. And uh, we've also introduced the, the events outreach. So we did it for ourselves. I've realized the value and we started offering as a service. So there are companies that are saying, you know what, there is a really nice event that is happening in in, in Barcelona. Uh, can you screen all the participants, identify, qualify the right one and book the meetings before even the event occurs? Uh, interesting, right? Well, we actually even got several clients on it. and. I was my first client because as I got a bit of freedom, I was like, you know what? We should start going to events. And interestingly, we went to Thessaloniki. I I think it was February, March, it was called uh, a marketing expo. So it was first time when we went physically on an event and we didn't know how to behave. It was like awkward, a bit uncomfortable, but that's what it is. That's how you learn. Actually, you put yourself out of the comfort zone. I loved it. We booked immediately the EU Startup Summit, which is which was in April in Barcelona, which was two days, but that was intensive. I mean, we did the proper event outreach. We screened the whole event. We identified all the relevant leads for us. And a week before the event, we actually started reaching out to them and booking meetings. So when I showed up in Barcelona, me and the CEO, we each had 15 to 20 meetings per day. So that was a huge win. And we managed to close some of those leads. So for me, I'm going to continue going to events. And I kind of liked it. I mean, think about it. In-, in Thessaloniki, we went for a day, but we had a lot of shopping and joke around. And it was nice team building. For Barcelona, it was like a two-day event. But since we are going to Barcelona, I took my wife. So we spent a week there. So it was nice. And in 2024, I saw the U Startup Summit this year. No, next year actually, twenty twenty four will be in, in in Malta. So we're gonna go to Malta as well. But anyhow, uh, by introducing the Apple, by introducing the event outreach, we've continued growing BSB. And it's interesting that I've also added the consultancy service. And I was really, really skeptical about this one because I know how is it to be a consultant. I don't like it. I mean, uh, Instead of moving toward uh, building an agency and digital product that, pe- that can generate revenues, I'm back to execution. But I've learned my mistakes. When I started with BSB, I was management consultant, so I was spending days, weeks on business plan development, market research, competition analysis. This time, it was more of a coaching and I put some nice limits and every time I was pitching it, I was like, look guys, I'm retired. I'm not willing to commit a lot of hours to any company except mine. So the best I can do is one hour per week. Uh, You got me one hour per week. I can answer any kind of questions, which is sales related, product market fit, entrepreneurial related, and that's it. I can give you homework at the end, but I'm not going to actually touch any work. And it's funny. And I said, I'm putting 200 euros per hour and it has to hurt you. Because if I give you a free advice, you're going to take it for granted. You're not going to listen to me and you're going to continue with your life. Believe me, I had few accelerators that paid me to provide advices to entrepreneurs. And when it's free, it's not perceived the same way. On the other hand, when you pay 200 euros per hour, it's not a lot of money, but it's enough to hurt you to listen to me. And it worked. I now end up with six, seven clients. And this is in, in five months in total. And I'm not promoting it. I'm not selling it. It's just during the sales calls. If it comes that they need a consultant, well, I show up. And weirdly enough, having seven clients at two hundred euros, it's fourteen hundred per week. By four weeks, it's like five k new revenue. I love the revenue. I hate that I have to be the execution because now with the consultancy, I'm the. I have one day dedicated to to the consultancy. So, as you can see. Uh, there were a lot of things happening at BSB. Uh, I also had the opportunity to talk a lot. I mean, we managed to do the Outreach Summit. And this time, I'm proud that I was not the front face, but it was actually the CEO and the content manager. So they had their presentations. Well, I was just an entertainer guy. And I also talked at the Digital Nomad Summit. That was a really nice experience, and I'm going to do a separate episode on it. And also at the Global Entrepreneurship Week, where we actually took a spot to, to discuss about the the uh, LinkedIn, of course. What else can, can we discuss? So, overall, BSB, from growth side of the view, did a fantastic job. We introduced several new services. We upgraded our existing. We introduced the events. We started reaching out. However, yeah, I wish everything is uh, bread and breakfast, <laughs> no, honey. <laughs> but uh, Bisbee actually started struggling mid-year. Somewhere April, April, May, June, we had struggles with sales. We were unable to, to bring new clients and eventually as summer is coming, clients are leaving for uh, uh, pausing their campaigns. So there was a, a sales and slash financial crisis. So as much as I want to say, you know what, guys, I am retired and I don't care what you're going to do with the company, uh, I had to come back. I was like, okay, from July, I'm taking over BSB Sales. And at that point, maybe you've noticed I started posting, I'm auditing Upwork, I'm auditing LinkedIn, I'm auditing, actually, I'm setting up the sales process at BSB. So I actually had to let go the sales manager and take over the sales calls. It was a lot of effort, I'm still doing the sales calls occasionally, but for me, first thing was that I have two girls that are in the outreach space, and they're generating more than 20 meetings per month, and the problem is that now I need to do the meetings, so for me, it was like, you know what, sales, I can give my Tuesdays and Thursdays, so that's like two, week, two days per week, and they're yours you can book me for sales, you can book me for meetings, you can book me for second call, you can book me for a sales support, you can book me to, to train the sales, do whatever you want with me, but you get Tuesdays and Thursdays. So funny enough, they took it for granted. So now every Tuesdays and Thursdays, my calendar is really full, but I appreciate more like that rather than every day I have one or two meetings, I would rather have Tuesdays and Thursdays and just be done with it. And since I took over sales, we kinda explode ourselves. Yeah, we got financial struggles. We were in some debt, but it's on the right track now. We're still in debt, I think, but far, far better than than I got in June, June in July. And the the whole point with the sales was that I'm actually the best sales out there for BSB, and I'm not bragging because I'm good at sales and I know bottoms up about BSB. And on the other hand, when I talk with a prospect, they know that I'm the owner of BSB. And on top of that, I have a book, I have a podcast, I have so many assets. So I'm an authoritative person. So for me, it was really easy to close deals. And yeah, we actually managed to get at least 50 more new clients just since June. So that was really interesting experience to to share. So that's bsb for good and for bad and i'm really excited and if you ask me about 2024 i cannot even start telling you what is all planned in in 2024 but for me i feel like if i just talk about what i t- achieved at bsb is like half of my life is missing because first 6 months i was not even i i did had one meeting per week with marketing and one meeting per week with the ceo but that was it so uh, To continue on a different perspective is like, well, on top of BSB, I got a lot of free time. And that lot of free time, I use it to travel, but also to to do some book writing. So within the last 12 months, I got the opportunity to to publish a book about uh, leadership so we gathered uh, eight entrepreneurs from around the world, and we said, you know what, guys? If we all just write one chapter and merge them into a book, well, there you go. We have a book. Uh, so we did it. Now it's called Eight Qualities for Great Leaderships." Leadership. And the problem that I personally had there was that I didn't know what to write about because uh, as you know I, I I can talk about sales but I have sweet leads and then it comes with deals and sweet growth so that actually covers all my sales aspects so as I was talking with the editors uh, they were I was like well I can talk about freelancer because I'm a mentor I'm a freelancer I know a lot about I've been a coach for freelancers I've been on projects and everything. So I have the experience or I can talk about entrepreneurship. My master of science is on entrepreneurship and I've done several businesses. So, And as a consultant, I work with a lot of entrepreneurs. So I can cover the topic pretty well. But I can also talk about startups and I can talk about SMEs and I can talk about consultants. So there were so many topics that I can talk about. And the editor was like, well, why don't you talk about all of them? Why don't you merge them? Like how from a skill to... To, to the consultancy part and it hooked me and I was really interested to, to do that chapter on the leadership but then as I was flying to, to Malta I was like yeah but there are like seven sub chapters and I have 2000 words and if that's like 300 less than 300 words per section what I'm supposed to write 300 words on entrepreneurship I cannot even scratch the service and in my head like I was like up, I can do easily five to six thousand words per each of these subsection, and then it hit me. Well, five to six thousand by seven subchapter. That's like thirty-five to forty thousand words, and that's another book. So, long story short, guys. I did finish the leadership chapter. It was about strategic uh, sales. So it's not about uh, sweet leads. It's more on the operational, how to start reaching out to cold prospects. But before that, there is a pre-step, which I actually cover in the chapter, is on what is the right strategy to plan yourself with the market research, with the, with the everything to figure out who is your target audience. So I easily finished the leadership chapter because, come on, it's a few thousand words. I can easily write it down. But it also inspired me to start my, what is it, it's a third book, yeah, Uh, the third book will be Skills to Financial Freedom, and I'm actually covering exactly what I just said. How to start with any skill, and from a skill, in order to become better, you need um, to become a freelancer, as you work with different clients, you get better, you start a company, as you start, you start growing, as you grow, you find the patterns, Uh, you grow into a consultant where you write a book about your patterns and frameworks and everything it's a long story i don't think i can fit everything into a single podcast but what i'm trying to say is that i'm finished with that book and it's not like i'm almost nearly finished but i finished that book uh I once I finished, I actually sent it to an editor in the UK. You know, I want a good book. Uh, she returned it back to me in, in November, actually. So now I've sent it to, to 10 better readers because after I applied what the editor suggested, I wanted to hear different perspectives because this is more self-improvement book, so I needed more feedback. And I even got those feedbacks. So now it's December. I hope that in the next few weeks, I'll be able to go over those feedbacks and the book is done. I, I have the designer already working on the interior arts. I have the started working on the cover and everything. So it is not going to be finished in these 12 months, guys. But yeah, 14 months, what? In If not in January, in February, I should have that book. And a lot of people don't know that last year when I was in Armenia... So Let's capture Sweet Leads is my first book, Leadership is my second book, Skills to Financial Freedom will be my third book, which is hopefully in January or February. But last year, I actually met a really nice guy in Armenia, Uh, Joe, who was actually our trainer on the Entrepreneurship Workshop in Armenia. uh, I kind of connected. We started talking in Armenia, then I got back in Macedonia. We continued talking. And during this year we said well let's write a book. (laughs) So without actually publicly promoting it since April 2024 I started writing a fourth or fifth or I don't care which number of the book is but it's a multi-millionaire journey. And what I really loved about Joe I mean he's a multi-millionaire so it fit perfectly to the book that i was writing because i was like from a skill to financial independence so how you can actually become a millionaire and the book with him that i'm writing is like well if you want to grow into a multi-millionaire there are some mindset changes that you need to to change so that's like one two three four books in the pipeline and to keep you updated with that book well we are more than 90 percent finished I mean, uh, Joe came to Macedonia for a week back in October, so we did a lot of effort, and my gut feeling says that, yeah, if I put effort to January-February to publish my book, I believe that the book with Joe will be by 2024, May-July. So, as you can see, it's not just BSB. I became an author. I'm in the process of writing two, three books in parallel, and yeah, I'm not going to be able to publish all at once, but guess what? I'm not in a hurry. The idea is that I'm managing to achieve stuff, whether it's in, if I manage in February to publish the skill to financial freedom and in June, even in September, if I publish the multimillionaire journey, I'm going to have two new digital assets that I can put it on a landing page, that I can sell it on Amazon, that I can still promote on, on different events. Um. Uh, mm-hmm. I still don't know what to say about sweet deals and sweet growth because the famous trilogy, but I believe that after these two books I'm back to sweet deals and sweet growth. Because for the sweet deals I even made 60-70% of the book. For the sweet growth I only know what I want to write about, I haven't touched it honestly. So as you can see, 2023 was quite busy. And, wow, I'm talking for 20 minutes, so this could be actually a lecture rather than a podcast, but bear with me, guys. I really wanted to tell you that with a clear goal and with a clear plan, you can achieve a lot. Because I also want to touch the personal aspect of the year. Yeah, it's nice at BSB and the CEO and the business travels and the events and the book writing, but there were a lot of things that happened on a personal level. I mean... Last December, I got my second kid. Martin was born. So, a week ago, he made his first year. So, you can, for the parents, that, or the, for the ones that are parents, or been parents, well, you know how hard it is to have a newborn at home? Well, that was on top of the business and the personal life. So, yeah, we had all the excitement where he first, he didn't know even who he is or where he is to to communicating with us, to the first two uh, to to what? To now, smiling at everything that we're doing. And guess what? I made a promise to myself that I'm not going to be too much on work. I'm going to find the right work and, and life balance and that I'm going to put a lot of extra effort to make sure that I dedicate some time with my family as well. Because I think it was two years ago, I... Clearly remember when I've decided, you know what I don't want to be a billionaire uh, because that will require for me to focus on work, 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 100% and zero on everything else. I would rather have a decent life with some savings, of course, but I don't want to sacrifice my social life and I don't want to sacrifice my family life. So sacrificing the extra work is actually guaranteeing time for the family. So we did a lot of travel this year, even with a newborn. I mean, even when he was three months old in March, we went to, to Croatia. Uh, in April, I actually, he was four months, Martin. I booked 30 days on a Greek island just below Athens. And you can swim in in, in April in below Athens. And it's a Gistri island and you can swim. The weather is nice. And for a sm- four month kid... It was a perfect climate, clean air, nice water, salty water. It was good for all of us actually. But I spent whole month thirty days in Greece, and then I continue in thirty days in Bulgaria in May, and then I continue a few weeks in a few, not few weeks actually, a week in in Montenegro. So we have more than five months travel in total the whole year. Uh, Right now in October, I was in in Netherlands to to visit my brother and and the kids. So as you can see, I didn't want it to be 100% work. I wanted to dedicate time with the family. I wanted to dedicate time with the kid. And also uh, this year, uh, Methodia, the the older, elder, whatever it's called, uh, it's first grader. So for me, this summer was really important that I'm going to focus on family. And maybe that's why I took like two and a half, three months holiday just to say, you know what, Metodia starts building memories and I want to be there every evening walking through the coastline and, and talking with the wife and, and, and playing with Metodia on the beach. I wanted to purposely build those memories. If I wanted to become a billionaire, well, work, 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 work. work. I'm not that kind of guy. I also want to to find the right balance. And the balance was actually working, building digital assets, books, and actually spending time with the family. And interestingly, I have to close this podcast because I don't want long podcasts, but I also put priority on my health. Uh, Back in March, in April, I said, you know what? The goal is by August, which is my birthday, you have to lose at least 20 kg. And that's a lot. That requires a lot of walking, a lot of running, a lot of bicycling, a lot of exercising, a lot of restrictions on food. Uh, it did required a lot of effort, but I did it. I got myself in a shape that I haven't been since high school. That's like twenty years ago. Uh, I haven't been in that good, sh- in this good shape. And uh, for the first time in my life, I st- I went to a triathlon. And for the ones that you don't know what is it, well. It is. It takes courage because you need to swim for five kilometers and uh, two kilometers. I think it was shit. I don't remember. Yeah, you need to swim for two kilometers and then you have continuing with a bicycle for twenty kilometers and then you run for five kilometers. And me being fatty, there was no way I could do that. Well, I just did it in August. I was in so good shape that I was able to to run a triathlon. And even now, December. Uh, the last two, three months, I'm in bodybuilding. I go two to three times per week because I've realized that I need to be in shape in order to have all the energy to be able to achieve everything. And Methodia, as a first grader, I wanted to be here. So I I, am the one that is taking him every morning to school. I'm the one that is taking him every day after school. And that period of the time, in the car, we can discuss how was it at school, what did you eat, did you meet some girls, so bonding with the family, uh, he even went two months for swimming, where we swim together, but then he got sick and, and he took us month off, so we, we should continue swimming, honestly, but the whole point was that uh, by me losing a lot of weight, I was able to have more energy and be more with the family and metodi as a first grader he needs to start learning he needs to learn the numbers the math the alphabets and i wanted to be here i don't want to be the parent i don't have time i have too much work go don't write your homework (laughs) or whatever people are saying but i want to be there and there's so many things that i want to do so if you look at it if i reflect on 2023 i was like wow that was a long year in my life uh yeah. By the way, I <laughs> okay. Uh, I also joined a PhD. So I was like, you know what, Dancho, you have three years. You should do a PhD. So yeah, I just submitted myself for a PhD. So for the next three years, I'm also gonna do a PhD, and and uh, it's not a PhD. It's a Doctor of Business Administration. It's a same level. It's a doctor degree, and for me, is like that's crazy what I've managed to achieve in a single year and it's not like I didn't travel a lot it's not like I didn't watch movies it's just prioritization it's just focus it's like what's important for me in this period of the year or in this year and doubling down on it and yeah this might be a long podcast but 2024 is around the corner I want to create a really big list of everything that I want, I hope that I will put my energy to achieve. Because if I put myself in a day-to-day mindset, it's like, yeah, long day, had some meetings, closed few clients, things are good. Next day, yeah, I had few, lost few clients, then I got few new clients. Then at the end of the year, when you reflect, you'll be like, Well, is there something tangible that I've managed to achieve that's gonna make me better for the next year? So even now, with everything that I did in this year, I know that 2024 will be even a better year. Why? Because the things that I did in 2023, I didn't have them before. So it was worse than 2022 because in 2022, I did stuff that I didn't have before. So every year, I'm trying to climb the ladder, ladder, ladder of success. It can be on the family level, it can be on a personal level, it can be on a company level so for 2024 just by inertia I will publish two books by inertia but something that's already achieved but then I'm gonna start something else that hopefully will mature in 2025 so a lot of things needs to be done and I should stop here because I see that it's a really long podcast but Guys, I really wanted to do this brainstorming with you because it's one thing when you see me every night in a different restaurant, but it's a different when you realize that in behind, there's so many hardworking and so many, I don't know, skill improvement. I've learned so many new things in this in the last 12 months. So I, I'm like 100% aware and confident that 2024 will be even better than 2023. And for last, uh, I invested a lot this year. I put quite a lot of money on the stock exchange. I put some money on the crypto. Uh, I'm hoping now for the bull market, of course. But uh, I started saving. And if you ask me two years ago, did you have any saving? It was zero. And you know, when you start saving, you start getting new skills. Well, you start learning. You start looking at the stock exchange. Is it up? Is it down? Uh, Then you're going to start looking at crypto. What are memes? What are tier one, tier two coins? And then is it a bullish market? Is it a bear market? Stuff that I had no idea a year. Okay, maybe two years ago. So pretty excited of everything that happened. And I'm actually uh, grateful. Grateful for everything that uh, happened to me. Yeah, with all the good and the bad things. Because they were Also, We got sick. I got sick. I injured my... Uh, back for for a month, and then I injured my ribs for another month. So that takes two months for my life in bed. But overall, I'm really grateful for everything that happened this year, and I truly hope that you will reflect on what happened and that you will also understand and see everything that you've managed to achieve in 2023. And hopefully, I'll do a podcast, I don't think if I can do it right away, but another podcast where I'm like, 2024, hello, how are you? What's the plan? What's the plan for 2024? I would rather have a plan and not fully achieve it, rather than not having a plan at all. So, guys, that's all for me. I really hope that uh, this podcast was insightful, because... Rarely I sit and reflect before I podcast, I usually just record on the fly. But now I even wrote myself a, a guideline like, okay, what, what happened? What was the year? How happy are you? And I really wish you to have a happy new year. And 2024 is around the corner. Come on, let's start strong in January because everybody finished week in December and they're, wow, well, now it's January, let's wait and stuff. So I want to start strong in January. That's all for me, guys. Do have a great day and talk to you soon. Cheers. Thanks for tuning in, guys. If you enjoyed the episode, then do subscribe. Oh, and you can tell a friend, too. Don't miss out on the previous or the upcoming episodes on podcast.bizbizsolution.com. If you have a question or just really want to say hi, feel free to do so on my social media profiles. Connect with me or DM me on LinkedIn or Facebook. Did you know that my books with Leads is an Amazon bestseller? Well, grab your Kindle or printed copy on Amazon.